1: coming to you from Classic
0: City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation. It's time for another edition of the podcast Designed for the, the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our great friends at My Bookie. And this is it guys. This is our last picks episode of the 2023 season that sucks to say out loud I do not like that I guess it will be back in nine months but it's not over yet we still have about half of the bowl season left to pick today and we're going to do our very best to give you guys as many winners as we can all you have to do is go to mybookie.ag listen to the picks Put them to use at my bookie. Sign up for a brand new account. Use our promo code UGA when you do so, and you'll get that 50% bonus on that first deposit. So take advantage of it, guys, while you can. This is it. This is the last Picks episode. The promo deal goes for about another week and a half or so, so let's jump on that while we can. But all right, guys, I am your host, Tyler, and back with me again today To wrap up our season picks is my co-host, Charlie, the star of the podcast. We're doing this, what, Charlie, this is December 21st, is that right?
1: Thursday night.
0: Thursday, December 21st. And these games that we're picking today do not start until December 28th, so literally one week from today. We have done our best, we've done our due diligence, our research to go back and look at who's playing, who's not playing, but the caveat is, as of right now, there are a number of big-time players out there who have not made their decisions known publicly, including guys on our team, but with where Christmas falls on Monday, this is basically the only day that we can make it work. People have to travel over the weekend to get to families for Christmas, and then obviously we're not going to record on Christmas Day, and then there's traveling back home from all the, the, the holiday festivities. So this is the only day that we could really make this work. But that also means that there's this like week-long gap where there's probably gonna be some players who are going to opt out that haven't already done so. We've tried to bake that in to our picks, like we're trying to anticipate who hasn't announced yet. It, it's probably gonna opt out, so we've done our best there. But I just want to put that caveat out there. Obviously, take our picks and do what you want with them, but always bet responsibly. It's, it's fun. It's awesome. It's always a good time, but. Let's let's do it responsibly, bowl season especially, guys. Bowl season's always just wild. It's just a fun time to put a little something on these games you might otherwise not care about, but let's not go crazy with it. But all right, Charlie, I know we're only about a week into these bowl games, and we did part one about a week and a half ago, so do we have a quick update on where things stand just with, with the bowl picks after the first week?
1: I think I'm three and one.
0: Three and one, we look here. Yep, yep, you are three and one, and I am not three and one. I think I'm one of my, yep, two and two, two and two. So you have you have taken the early lead, Charlie.
1: Yeah, but I have a lot to make up.
0: Well, f- throughout the entire season. Yeah, that's true. But hey, you know, bowl season's crazy. I could completely just like fall on my face here. It's happened before. Maybe it could happen again. So you're not out of it yet. So what do you think? You got one final run in you?
1: I'm going to do my best.
0: That's that's all we can ask, Charlie. That's all we're doing. All right, so we have, well, we're starting December 28th and taking it all the way through New Year's Day. So what's the first game up today?
1: All right, the first game is the Fenway Bowl. We've got SMU and Boston College. Boston College is one of the surprise teams in the ACC, doubling their win total from last year. And the reward for that is they get to play the AAC champion.
0: And they get to play them in the tropical paradise of Boston, Massachusetts yeah. in December.
1: Burr. I wonder what the—I need to look up what the weather's going to be up there. I, I'm, gonna probably,
0: I'm going to say probably—I'm going to live limb here, Charlie— I'm going to say cold.
1: Well, yes, but how cold? And I'm glad I will not be there. Um, SMU is favored by 11, and the point total is 50. I do not have this on my card, but do you?
0: I don't have it on my card. I'm looking this up for you. By the way, Charlie, the weather.com app, the weather app, it freaking sucks. It used to be great, and they updated it, and now it's the worst thing of all time. It never works. So I'm trying to look this up. It should have already been looked up. 51. 51, Charlie. 51? That's not that cold. I was hoping for a snow game. Like if, if I had to play a game in Boston in December, I would just hope it snows. So I could have that like one snow game experience in my life, which is all I want. I don't want to like go to games all the time where it's snowing. Because it, like, the snow is beautiful, and I guess, kind of, it also gets wet and nasty. But I would love to experience that one time. But that does not look like that is going to happen in this game in Boston. Charlie, let me ask you real quick. So this is basically more or less a home game for Boston College. Do you think that matters in bowl games?
1: Um, I think it can. I think it also depends on how many players are opting out. And just the general
0: vibes. Like, how excited are you to be there for sure? And I mean, yeah, this is in Boston, so it's, you know, a relative home game for Boston College. The Eagles do not play in Fenway Park, obviously. Yeah, Charlie, I'm with you. I don't have a play on this one. The spread's a little too high. I mean, SMU, I believe, is going to win this football game. SMU is a good, solid football team going to the ACC next year, which is just, uh, man, weird. That's wild. They're the better football team, 11. It's a little high for me in a, in a bowl game setting. If I had to lean one way, though, I would. I would go with the Mustangs. I, I would take the Ponies. I just don't want to put that on my card. If it was like, if it was ten, maybe. But 11's a little too rich for my blood, so I'm going to stay away from it. If I had to lean one way, SMU, I mean, they are clearly the better football team. Yes, Boston College, you're right, Charlie. They did double their total from three to six this year, but they're still not a particularly good football team. Their quarterback, Castellanos, is a really fun player to watch. Like He just runs around like a crazy man. He's like like Kyler Murray, light, 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 but he cannot throw the football. Makes a lot of very, very dumb decisions when he does try to throw the football and he's just a turnover waiting to happen. Like when he runs the ball, he just carry, he like has it holding it out like a loaf of bread. And it's just dumb. Like, why do you do this? How are you coached to not do that? But yeah, I mean, SMU's going to win this football game by 11. I don't know. But if I had to make a pick, I, I would go with the ponies.
1: Next up on December 28th, we have the pinstripe bowl. Miami has 14 players opting out including quarterback Tyler Van Dyke and they are playing Rutgers which has a chance to go for its first winning record since 2014. Miami is only favored by 1 so this is basically a pickem.
0: This is, uh, that is almost a definition. Almost, we're a close. De- we're okay, close. Okay,
1: thank you. And the line is set at forty-one. Do you have this on your card? I only have like six plays today, so
0: how is that any different I, than any other week, Charlie? And mine are
1: heavy towards the end of.
0: So you don't have as many early on with these cor- games that you just don't really care about at all. Correct. Is that what you're saying, Charlie? Correct. I think that's that's okay. That's pretty normal. Uh, by the way, we got to continue our our game from I guess it was about a week and a half ago. Where do you think the Pinstripe Bowl is played?
1: New York Yankee Stadium. Okay,
0: well done. I I thought that I mean that should be a giveaway, but you're not a baseball fan, so I wasn't 100% sure you get that. Yes, you're right. Would well, you know where in New York Yankee Stadium is?
1: Mm, it's I don't know. You're so close. What Brooklyn? are you going to say? Oh, not Brooklyn.
0: No. Close, what? very close. Blah, um, no. but what what starts with the B and R in New York? Bra. The bra. There we go. There we go, Charlie. You got it. Nailed it. All right. So anyway, uh yeah, Charlie, actually I do have this on my card. This is my first play of I guess this edition of our ball picks. Give me the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, Charlie. Rutgers is not a good football team. But really, neither is Miami. Here's the thing that Rutgers has going for them in this football game Rutgers is terrible on offense. They just simply cannot move the football. Actually, it's weird. It's one of these weird scenarios where they have the Big Ten's leading rusher, but they can't score because their quarterback, Gavin Wimsett, is just atrocious. He's just terrible. And that's a problem for them, obviously, when you're that one-dimensional and in a solid conference, so a good conference, that's not typically going to work out all that well for you. But Rutgers does play really, really good defense. They've kind of built themselves in the vein of Iowa, I guess. That's more or less what they are, really good defense, and they just want to run the football, and they can't throw the ball. It's just, yeah, it's Big Ten football, man. That's what it is. But Rutgers is top 20 defensively. Miami's offense, throughout the year, their numbers, their final numbers were actually pretty solid. But this Miami offense is going to be neutered in this game. They're without Colby Young, who is, I don't, maybe not their best receiver. It's probably Xavier Restrepo, but Colby Young is transferring out. He's in the portal. He's coming to Georgia. Put that out there for you guys. That's happening sooner rather than later. Maybe by the time you listen to this episode, that will have happened. But beyond the receiver situation, Don Chaney Jr., one of the better running backs, he has opted out of this game. He's in the portal. He's not going to play. But the biggest issue is the quarterback situation for Miami, guys. They have one Scholarship quarterback on their roster available for this game, and that is JaCurry Brown, who did play. He saw a little bit of action as a true freshman in 2022. I- Fairly highly rated guy coming out of high school, but he has not played at all this season. Tyler Van Dyke is in the portal. He's gone. Emory Williams, who started a couple games this year for them as a freshman, he is out for the rest of the season. He hurt his arm late in the season. So it's Ja'Curie Brown, and that's probably not going to work out well for Miami because this guy has not played at all this season, didn't really do much last year. You put that on top of the issues of the receiver with Colby Young opting out, running back with Chaney Jr. opting out. This Miami offense is just not going to be the Miami offense that we saw most of the season. And you pair that with the fact that Rutgers is still good defensively. I mean, this is Rutgers. And this is a vibes play too, guys. This is a classic vibes play. Rutgers wants to be here. Rutgers has not won a bowl game since 2014. They've only played in, this will be their second bowl game since 2014. The last one they got in, they shouldn't have gotten in. They got in because of like an APR situation. They only had like five wins. I think they are like five and seven going to that game. And somehow they got in, they lost, and they were five and eight. But this is a this is a big game for Rutgers. They want to win this football game. This is an old Big East matchup. So I think vibes played. The fact that Miami's offense is going to be without some key players, Rutgers plays really good defense when they can't score. Yeah, definitely give me Rutgers. Just I mean, if it's what minus one, yeah, all day, Charlie. Give me that one.
1: All right. Next up, we have the Pop Tarts Bowl. Didn't know Pop Tarts was a sponsor.
0: This is a new one, Charlie. Now, where do you think the Pop Tarts Bowl is being played?
1: Um, Texas.
0: Texas, just just out like you have like three states.
1: You you say
0: Texas and Florida for like every bowl game that you don't know. Yeah, which I I guess is a that's a fair assessment situation. This is the this is actually the city you you thought when we did this the first time around. Like every other bowl game, you thought was played in this city,
1: Orlando. There
0: we go. This is Orlando. Yes, this is uh, the artist formerly known as the Cheez It Bowl. Once upon a time, yes. Okay. So well, yes, Pop Tart hmm, Bowl is what Cheez-its we got are now.
1: Very good. good I snack. think
0: they're way overrated.
1: Okay. Would you rather have a Cheez Its or, or Pop Tarts?
0: Pop Tarts times infinity. I haven't had one in about fifteen years I because I am it. sick in the head. But yes, I would kill for a Pop Tart.
1: I would go Cheez Its. But anyway, Insane. Kansas State is. Uh, if you had a
0: Pop Tart, kind of Pop Tart are we going?
1: I like the brown sugar. Yeah, foods.
0: that's a good. Call it brown yeah. sugar s'mores.
1: Nice and toasted.
0: No, ones. you no, you don't toast them.
1: Oh, that's gross. What is you toast them? Yeah.
0: I mean, Even I don't mind warm. them toasted. That's I'll eat them toasted, but come on, no. You don't toast them, Charlie. Yes,
1: yes, you do. All right, no, Kansas no, you State don't. uh versus North Carolina State. Kansas State is favored by 3. Kansas State has been hit hard with 15 players in the Porter Portal, excuse me, including quarterback Will Howard. NC State has lost its fair share too, but all of its most important players are still planning to play. As of right now, we're still a week out. Including quarterback Brennan Armstrong and linebacker Peyton Wilson. Uh, The point total here is 47. Do you have a play on this game?
0: I actually do have a play on this game, Charlie. I... You mentioned Peyton Wilson, and he has not opted out yet. And it seemed like earlier in the process he was leaning towards playing. Now the word is maybe he's not playing. That's up in the air. Peyton Wilson is an NFL dude. He's had a lot of injuries he's dealt with throughout his career, so it wouldn't shock me if he did opt out, but he hasn't done so yet. But I, I do have a play. I'm not taking a side on this Charlie. Give me NC State, Kansas State under 47. I used to love to watch Brittany Armstrong play at Virginia because their offense was unique. It was like no other offense in America, and he was like the the ginger ninja, man, just running around there doing crazy things, just playing out of control, but somehow it worked for them, and it has not translated the way that I thought it would at NC State. Now, I, I still did win the wind tunnel bet on them. I think it was like six and a half. I nailed that one. Uh, early in the year, it was a little touch and go. I was like, well, I don't know because Brent Armstrong got benched, and MJ Morris came in. And there was a whole ridiculous situation there where Morris just basically benched himself said coach I don't want to play anymore because I don't plan on staying here next year I'm going to transfer out so I'm just going to sit on the bench and they insert Brandon Armstrong back into the starting lineup and he's been better since then and his teammates have a lot of respect from the way with the way he handled that And I have a lot of respect for him with the way that he handled that but the the fact remains when Brendan Armstrong has been in the games as the starting quarterback for NC State their offense has sputtered. They've struggled. They have averaged 359 yards and 26 points a game against Power Five opponents. When Brendan Armstrong has started games for NC State, they just struggle to score. They just they have a hard time running the football. When they run the ball, it's basically Brendan Armstrong. He is their their run game. They have one receiver who's worth anything. He's a little freshman named Kevin Concepcion, small little slot receiver dude. But he's a guy they try to get the ball in his hands any way they can because he's literally the only weapon they have on offense besides maybe Brendan Armstrong. Now, on the other side, Kansas State is without quarterback Will Howard, who's the only quarterback on the roster who can actually throw the forward pass. Avery Johnson is going to start for Kansas State, and he came in, and he played a fair amount for them this year as a freshman, and he's electric as a runner, but the guy has like 300 yards passing total in the year. They really just don't even try to throw the ball when he's in there because he cannot throw the ball, not at this stage in his development. So if Kansas State is going to be one-dimensional, which they're going to be with Avery Johnson and Corbett, the guy just can't throw the ball. He's got 300 yards passing all year. And he played, I mean, he was splitting reps Will Howard the back half of the season, more or less. But NC State is a top 20 rush defense. And if NC State's top 20 rush defense is going to be able to play a Kansas State offense, that's entirely one-dimensional. And that one dimension is running the football. I like NC State's chances to hold that Kansas State offense in check. I, I believe they would anyway, regardless, because NC State is a good defensive football team. Not as good as they were last year, but they're still a good solid defense. So I, I think both teams are going to struggle to move the football, going to struggle to score. Therefore, Charlie, I am taking the under 47 in that matchup.
1: All right. Well, out in San Antonio, we have the Alamo Bowl with Arizona and Oklahoma. Matched up Arizona. So you're just
0: flexing now. You didn't, we didn't have to play the game. You just say, "No, I know, no, I not, know where the Alamo Bowl is." Not
1: for that one. Arizona might have been the surprise team in the entire nation this season. They went nine and three and just missed out on a Pac-12 title game berth. That will not happen because the Pac-12 ceases to exist.
0: Bye bye. How do you feel about that?
1: Um, I don't like it. I think it
0: sucks. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I think it's sad. Yeah.
1: Oklahoma had a resurgence season itself, going from six wins to ten wins in year two of the Brent Venables tenure. Um, yeah, only three po- I mean, I think Arizona was very impressive this season compared Arizona to... Arizona
0: might have been...
1: Years past. They were
0: definitely the third best team in, in the Pac-12, but there's a world where late in the season they might have been the second best.
1: Yep.
0: Like, could they have beaten Washington if they got it in the Pac-12 title game? Maybe. Possibly. possibly.
1: Yeah.
0: We'll get to Washington a little bit later, dear God. Alright, what's your take on this game? Yeah, all right. Sorry about the, the growl there. I just can't think about the playoff games. I'm still not there yet. All right, um, give me Arizona. You're right, Charlie. Arizona all day long. This is a vibes play, y'all. Arizona has not played in a bowl game since 2017. This does not happen very often for this program. Not only did they get to a bowl game, this is not a s- situation like Rutgers where Rutgers kind of limped in. They got to six and six. They, yay, we're 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 in a bowl now. No, like Arizona was legitimately good. Like they're they're going for ten wins. I mean, this is a nine and three football team, and they are are a very very good football team I watched them play probably about four or five times this year and every time I watched them I was like dude this team is legitimately very very good and Oklahoma is a good team as well but you're right Charlie Oklahoma has been losing players to the portal with quarterback Dylan Gabriel being the most prominent name that has entered the portal for Oklahoma he's now going to Oregon to play with Dan Lanning God Oregon's gonna be good again next year man like yeah that he's like Dylan Gabriel has some his deficiencies but he's a great fit for what Oregon does. With that offense, so that's that's a that's for next year. We'll worry about that in a couple of months. But he's not going to be playing in this game, which is going to open the door for Arizona, I think, to straight up win the football game. They're going to win this football game. I think they might even win this game comfortably. The vibes aren't great at Oklahoma right now. They're lo- not, not only are they losing guys to the portal; they're losing dudes that they didn't expect to lose to the portal. So Arizona, they're gonna, they're coming in here high. They're motivated to play this game. Oklahoma, I'm not going to say they're unmotivated, but this is I mean, this is a 10 and 2 team, and they probably. I know they had aspirations of playing in a, in a better bowl game than this. Not that the Alamo Bowl is a bad bowl game, but they, they they think they're probably a New Year's 6 team. All these guys are opting out. So the ultimate vibes play. I think Arizona's just a better football team in general. So yeah, give me the Wildcats minus three as they head into the Big 12, which that is going to take some getting used to, Charlie. Arizona in the Big 12. That just doesn't even register. That doesn't even sound right.
1: All right. Down in Jacksonville in the Gator Bowl.
0: Wow, you flexing again on us, Charlie.
1: Knowing things.
0: All right, let's go.
1: Well, Clemson and Kentucky will be playing in the Gator Bowl. And after making the college football playoff six consecutive years, Clemson has now gone three straight seasons without a playoff bid. Thank God. Kentucky didn't have the year they were expecting to, but they ended on a high note with a road win over in-state rival Louisville in the regular season finale, which means this is the Wildcats' seventh winning consecutive Season that was not COVID.
0: Can we say that? How can we say that? Uh, this is it Kentucky's seventh consecutive season <laughs> winning season. Seventh, seven straight seasons with a winning record that were not COVID years. Yeah, and something then, like that. I don't know how to say that.
1: Then all of the Mark Stoops, d-
0: all the Texas A and M drama. Went- <laughs> now brought vandergrift going there. They might see decent and next year.
1: Pop, right?
0: Pop too. yeah Yeah.
1: Um, but anyways, Clemson minus five against Kentucky in that one. The point total is forty six and a half.
0: All right, you have a play? No. No, you weren't. You sure? I was. Looking Didn't sound up. sure. Okay.
1: The two spreadsheet things is confusing.
0: All right, well, I do have a play, Charlie. And I'm gonna make up for because I actually have two plays in this game, so it's okay that you don't have one. First off, give me Clemson minus five, guys. This is if this was like a regular season game it would Clemson I believe would be favored by uh, at least a touchdown probably more like 10 points Kentucky has a negative yardage margin on the year guys they're minus 200 Clemson I know they finished eight and four and they had some bumps in the road and didn't always look great this team was still plus 1400 in the yardage margin they were still outgaining their opponents by a total of 1400 yards on the year whereas Kentucky got outgained by its most. Now, yes, Kentucky did play in the SEC, and then yes, they did play Georgia. Yes, they did to play Alabama. There is that. Clemson, I guess, played Florida State, but they didn't play the schedule that, that Kentucky played. I think that's fair to say. But I don't care. If Clemson is motivated in this game, they're going to win this football game most of their big names are playing on both sides of the ball. They do have a couple of opt-outs. Nate Wiggins has opted out. Jeremiah Trotter's opted out. But guys like Will Shipley, Barrett Carter, they are playing in this game. And the thing about Clemson, one of the reasons they weren't as good this year's. A lot of their best players are underclassmen. I mean, quarterback Kate Klubnick, Jake Brinningstool, who I think is a really, really good tight end. Guys, we're gonna talk a lot about Clemson in the offseason, obviously opening the season against them next year in Atlanta. But Brinningstool, Tyler Brown as a freshman receiver, Phil Moffa, sophomore running back, who really became like their, their top guy at running back late this season with some of the injuries that Shipley was dealing with. Peter Woods is a potential dominant. Interior defensive of linemen. He, he flashed that at times this year. Wade Wood as, as a really good virtual player for them on defense. A lot of their best players, trust me, guys, they are underclassmen. So they're not opting out at all. And those guys haven't entered the portal. And you get guys like, well, Shipley, Bear, Carter back, who you thought would probably opt out, but they're not opting out. Clemson is going to win this football game. They're just clearly the better football team. Now, there's always the, the situation where you're in a bowl game and crazy things happen in bowl games. So I, I I hesitate to say like they're for sure, for sure going to win the football game, but everything I know about these two teams and all these players that are coming back tells me Clemson's clearly the better team, and they absolutely should win this football game, but we're talking about bowl season, so should doesn't always mean it's going to happen. But yes, give me Clemson minus five, and while we're at it, Charlie, give me Kentucky team total under 22 points. Clemson only gives up 19 points per game, guys. Kentucky you've watched them this year you know that not just at times I would say most of the time they are offensively challenged now Ray Davis is playing for Kentucky which I have some, I have a lot of respect for I did not think he would play but he is this is his final game and the guy's gonna, gonna go to the NFL after this but he's gonna play in this football game but Devin Leary just it never clicked for Devin Leary this year they have some solid receivers but Leary was pretty much the problem for them and playing against this Clemson defense, who really the only guy, they're going to miss Nate Wiggins at cornerback and Jeremiah Trotter at inside linebacker. By getting Barrett Carter back, Peter Woods, Wade Woodaz, those guys, I still think this is a really good Clemson defense. Kentucky's offense is just not particularly good. So, yeah, give me Kentucky under 22 points. I don't see them score more than three touchdowns against this Clemson defense. All right, Charlie, we uh, we have a lot more picks to make. You want to take a break real quick?
1: Yes, let's take a break.
0: All right, so this is the last time for our picks episodes, guys. This is it. We're doing our very best to give you as many winners as we possibly can with all the money that you've likely had to spend this holiday season. It'd be really nice to, to make some of that back with a, with a little bit of cash that you can make from betting on bowl season. And guys, MyBookie makes it as easy as they possibly can for you. The whole process to sign up takes like 30 seconds, a minute, depending on how good you are with technology. That's really what it comes down to. But all you have to do is go to MyBookie.ag, use our promo code UGA when you do, and you'll get a 50% bonus on that first deposit. So even extra cash for you guys to put to use, trying to win some money to make up for all the money you had to spend this holiday season. And look, even if you don't want to take that money out once you make it this bowl season, you can keep it in there for next football season and have yourself a nice little pot there to start your 2024 betting season off with so jump in on the action while you can again mybookie.ag use our promo code uga so you can bet anything anytime anywhere only with my bookie
1: Now, the next bowl, I don't know where it is.
0: What is this next bowl? We've got... It's the Sun Bowl. Oh, okay. The Sun Bowl. All right.
1: Is it in Florida?
0: It's not in Florida. It's in the other state that you think every bowl Texas. game is in. It's in Texas.
1: Is it I think in... you're going to have a hard time
0: when what city in Texas this is, is in. Is
1: it in El Paso?
0: Holy... Sh- yes. Charlie, how?
1: Because you said you wouldn't think so I would you, guess So you it. just
0: automatically thought El Paso when I said the city you yeah, wouldn't think?
1: It's a smaller, not okay. as well-known city for football. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, well done. All right, so Sun Bowl out
1: in El Paso. Uh, This should be a fun one. Notre Dame and Oregon State are both playing without their starting quarterback. This game is the poster child for what the transfer portal has done to the non-college football playoff bowls. It would be an awesome, unique matchup, but not so much now with all of the opt-outs and the transfers. And again, this is Thursday, so there might even be more.
0: Who knows. Yeah, I mean this week
1: cuz this is on Friday. What,
0: this is on the Friday 20, Saturday 29th or third. No, it's on the 29th. Friday. Yes. Friday, yeah.
1: Uh Notre Dame is favored by 6. The point total is 41 and a half. Do you have this on your card? What's your take?
0: I do have it on my card, Charlie. However, I do not have a side on this one. I'm taking the under. And this is a low point total, 41 and a half. That is low. So what are you doing, Tyler? Well, guys, the quarterbacks are out in this game. No, Sam Hartman for Notre Dame, which I mean, that's not great for them, right? Well, they're actually in better shape than Oregon State is because Oregon State is going to be playing a third string quarterback. We know that DJ Uyungulele has transferred out, but their backup quarterback, Aiden Childs, who was the future at Oregon State, he's no longer the future Oregon State because he left with Jonathan Smith under the cover of dark, and he's not going to be the quarterback at Michigan State. And that dude is actually good. He he, every third series this year, he would come in and play. Like that's just what he did because they were trying to get him prepared to be their guy. Well, he's not there anymore either, so they've got a third-string quarterback, so this is not good for Oregon State. Both teams, in general, just want to run the football anyway. Both teams are also good defensively. Notre Dame's only gonna up 16.5 points per game, which is top 10 nationally. Oregon State's just outside the top 20 themselves, going up 21 points per game. So so even if both quarterbacks were playing in this game, I don't think the point total will get too high with Notre Dame on the number two quarterback and Oregon State on the number three guy. I I like the under here, Charlie. And I usually when point totals get that low, and we're not talking about Iowa or Service Academy, I typically try to stay away from that. But this one, this one's gonna hit. I got a good feeling about this one, so give me Notre Dame, Oregon State with the quarterback situations for both teams. Both teams want to run the football, gonna run the clock. Both teams play good defense, so give me the under forty-one and a half.
1: I actually have a play on this next bowl game, which is the Liberty Bowl. Was this your second play? I think it's my first.
0: Your first. Is this your first one? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, all right. The
1: Liberty Bowl is held in Memphis. We have they Iowa State. just flexed State, all over
0: everyone, Charlie.
1: Iowa State and Memphis. Memphis gets a home game against Iowa State, although I'm not sure how much of a reward this is to be playing a bowl game in your own home stadium. I mean, I guess they still get... Perks I mean, they get the swag,
0: but it's not like it. Like, part of the thing of the fun of going to a bowl game is like you get to go somewhere. Even if it's not like a great location, you get to go somewhere. It's kind of like a vacation of sorts. You get the, that feel, right? Yes. I mean, if you, I guess there's. Go to
1: Disney World or whatever attractions there right, are. Right,
0: something. And like, if you're doing that in your own city, like, that's just, that, that, that's that got to be a, a drag.
1: Yes, but. Buzzkill. Sorry. Back, back to the important things. Iowa State got off to a very slow start in the aftermath. Of the havoc that all of the gambling charges wreaked on its roster, but the Cyclones recovered to get to seven wins in the regular season and in the process lined Tyler's pockets quite nicely.
0: Oh, yes, they did. And i that was touch and go. Early in the year, I was like, oh, my God, there's no way they're going to pull this off. But, man, they really came together. Yes. Got better as season went on.
1: I'm going to take Memphis plus eight and a half in this one. Do you have a play on this game?
0: Take Memphis plus eight and a half because you don't believe in Ohio, or Iowa State? Or is it... The home factor. Or maybe Memphis is just not a bad football team.
1: I think Memphis is just not a bad football team.
0: Yeah, Iowa State, I Iowa say solid, but eight I, and a half?
1: I think they'll have a Let's... lot of support, obviously. Yeah, yeah, in yeah.
0: Town. yeah. I, I actually like that, Charlie, if I had to pick a side. I'm not going to take the side in this one, though. In fact, do I have a plan? No, nah, I'm staying away from this one. If I had to pick one, I'm with you. I think I would take Memphis. In fact, Charlie, like I'll, I'll give you this. The line just went... Up. It's 10 now. I just it just came through. I just checked it again. It's up to 10. So you want Memphis plus 10?
1: Yes, I would like Memphis plus 10.
0: All right, I'll give you Memphis plus 10, Charlie. Oh man, do I yeah, yeah. If I like Memphis plus eight and a half, give me Memphis plus ten. That's weird. I wonder what happened. Something somebody opt out, quarterback opt out. He's been around for a while. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Iowa State, two of their top running backs have opted out of this game and they want to run the football. That's weird. I'm gonna look into what happened there because that I mean, we looked up these lines like yesterday and now it's a point and a half higher. So somebody had to have opted out there, but I'll take Memphis, I'll take Memphis plus ten at home, essentially, in the Liberty Bowl.
1: We have the Cotton Bowl, which is in Jerry World in Dallas, you Fort just, Worth.
0: I mean, Charlie, you're just killing it today.
1: Yes, look at me. And Well
0: Arlington, Dallas area, suburbs.
1: Close enough. Yeah, I'm giving it I to you. Uh, yes, yes you get credit for that one. Yes, you yes, did. I knew it was in Jerry World. Yeah, that, that is
0: that is impressive, Charlie. All
1: right, Missouri minus two and a half against Ohio State. Eli Drinkwitz might have saved his job this year with a 10-win season. Only the seventh time this has happened in Mizzou history, and they now get to play in one of the biggest bowl games in the school history.
0: That is, yeah, that is a huge game for them, yeah.
1: It's against Ohio State which is a team that will be without its starting quarterback and probably its best wide receiver. Although Marvin Harrison Jr., which is Maserati Marv, right?
0: Maserati Marv!
1: As of our recording, he has yet to officially make an announcement as
0: of... As of today. This is the 21st. not I, I looked it up right before we got on to see if anything had hit and I had not seen. He is... Actually, it seems like the word is he's leaned towards actually playing in this game. That's not official, but that's kind of where things are trending, it seems like.
1: Yeah, Missouri is favored by two and a half. The point total is sitting at 49 right now. I hate Ohio State. Probably. I really
0: want Missouri to win this game. Although, I do not like Drinkwitz though.
1: But, but I, I, I like,
0: yes, yes. I would rather Missouri win than Ohio State all day, yes. M-I-Z. Z-O-U?
1: Yes, I'm taking Missouri. What a town. I'm so,
0: I'm so upset that we don't get to go play there next year. I, I'm devastated by that still. Maybe, maybe maybe 2025. We'll find out. I don't okay, know.
1: Well, do you have a play on this game?
0: I do, Charlie. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this one, I have had a reversal of thinking. I was ready, poised, not just to bet on Missouri, but to go in big on Missouri. Because as you said, Charlie, this is one of the biggest games in Missouri program history. Like, I don't think that's a stretch to say right now. I really don't. I mean, they don't get 10-win seasons very often, and they, they've got it already this year. And to beat Ohio State, to cherry on top. It's a huge game for them. So you would think with the vibes play principle, which I usually lean towards, that, oh, yeah, this is Mizzou all day. Come on. That's why I was going to go big. However, I think Ohio State's more interested in winning this game than I previously thought they would be. I thought this would be a situation where Missouri was super motivated. Ohio State feels like they should be in the playoff, and they're just down. They don't care, whatever. And I was going to take Mizzou. I don't know if that's the case, because a lot of Ohio State's players that I thought would have opted out, like, I thought were like shoe-ins to opt out, have decided to, in fact, not opt out. Denzel Burke, Mecca Buka, Jack Sawyer, and again, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. It seems like it's trending towards him actually playing in this game, which is crazy to me. I don't, I don't get that, but hey, man, good for him. Good for him if he's going to play. I actually have a lot of respect for that. So that makes me rethink my, my notion that Ohio State just doesn't care about this game. Now, it is true that Ohio State does not have Kyle McCord in this game, so we're going to be playing with a backup quarterback, but Devin Brown is not a massive drop-off. I mean, Devin Brown and Kyle McCord were locked in a neck-and-neck battle all spring practice, all fall camp. I mean, if you guys remember, early in the year, when they opened the season the first couple games, they did not officially name Kyle McCord like their full-time starter. It wasn't until like week three-ish, that Ryan Day came out and said, Oh, yeah, like we're gonna go ahead and say Kyle is our starter. Devin Brown was in this and he played some earlier in the year, so this guy is not your typical backup quarterback. And if most of those guys are playing again, most of the big time players have said they are playing in this game, they are just the better football team. And I know the quarterback situation could negate that to a degree, but if you look at their yardage margin, Ohio State's plus 2,000, Missouri's really good, plus 1150, but not like almost as half as good as Ohio State in their garbage margin is what we're looking at here. I have a lot of respect for Missouri. I think they've done a hell of a job this year. They play good solid defense. Their offense has been, been dynamic for most of the season. Brady Cook has been far better than I thought he would come into this year. He took a massive step forward. Luther Burton has been one of the better receivers, not just in the SEC, but in the entire country all season long. When he has been healthy, but again, all indications are that this is not just a phoned-in situation for Ohio State. And if that's the case, if Ohio State is actually motivated to play this game, I don't know. But all I can do is read the tea leaves here, guys. And the tea leaves tell me it yeah, looks like they kind of are motivated to play this game. Why would they be? Why are all these guys who have no reason to play in this game? Why have they not opted out? I think they're motivated to win this game. And if that is the case, they're just the better football team. So if it's a basically a pick 'em, Ohio State plus one. I'm going to take the Buckeyes, and I hate myself for that because I do not want them to win this football game, but I'm trying to win you guys some money. I'm trying to line my own pockets here, so I'm going to take Ohio State. I'll feel dirty about it, but I'm going to take the Buckeyes in this one.
1: We have a big game coming up next, but let's go ahead and talk about our sponsors.
0: Alumni Hall. Yes, Charlie. I know by the time everyone hears this, Christmas will be long gone, but— Just because you don't have Christmas gifts to buy for anyone doesn't mean that you have no reason to go to Alumni Hall because I know a lot of you are going to have that Christmas money that's going to be burning holes in your pocket, and we know that you're Georgia fans. Otherwise, why would you be listening to this podcast? You want to go to Alumni Hall, guys, as soon as Christmas is over. I'm talking like December 26th. Get your butt in Alumni Hall here in Athens inside the Epsom Shopping Center or online. Online is also great from the comfort of your own home. AlumniHall.com has all the same great stuff, but it is a Georgia fans paradise, guys, and as Georgia fans, you are not going to be able to go wrong. It's just impossible. So take that Christmas money, put it to use at Alumni Hall, and treat yourself a little bit because Alumni Hall is where... The Bull Dogs Shop.
1: Now let's talk about the Peach Bowl. Getting into even more impressive bowl games, I guess. Better teams, better matchups, perhaps. Let's go. yeah. Peach Bowl. Where's that? Just kidding. Atlanta, my favorite place.
0: What a what a city, Charlie. Yes.
1: The Peach Bowl has a great matchup this season with Penn State and Ole Miss. Like Ole Miss. I did not put this on my card though.
0: You like Ole Miss? I do. You do?
1: I like Lane Kiffin.
0: I know you like Lane Kiffin, but that means you like Ole Miss, too.
1: Well, I mean, if I have to like a former SEC West team.
0: Okay, fair enough. You know, I, thought, I thought you liked Arkansas. I do. But like you kind of rooted for them. Not, I just like the right yeah, word. Yeah, but I
1: like Ole Miss also. We
0: well, you better not like them November 9th next year, Charlie.
1: Nope, never. Wouldn't happen. This is a rare non-college football playoff bowl game where we have basically... No impact opt-outs for either team. Penn State's favored by four against Ole Miss. The point total is forty-eight and a half. I am not putting this on my card. But they did send Juice, oh my which is God. Lane Kiffin's dog, a little nice swag bag. I thought that was. Very I find
0: nice. it funny how you love Juice but you hate like what is the name of Kurt Hershey's dog? Ben. So you what what is the difference? Why do you like Juice but hate Ben? I don't understand.
1: Because he like. Posts way too many videos
0: because you think Lane Kiffin's funnier than Kirk Herbstreit. Well,
1: street. yes, and Juice also has his own Twitter account, which is run by one of his kids.
0: So if Ben had his own Twitter account, then you'd be okay no. with that.
1: I don't no. need Kirk Herbstreit to like monologue the dog. So it's it's a Lane Kiffin thing.
0: Let's just be honest; it's a Lane Kiffin thing.
1: Sure, whatever. Okay,
0: all right. Anyway, I was just curious. I mean, they look like the same dog to me. As far as I know, they might be the same dog. I don't know, but I'm with you, Charlie. I do not have this one on my card. I am very much looking forward to, to watching this game, though, because you're right. Like, this is a game that isn't really going to be impacted all that much, really, if at all, by opt-outs. And that's a rarity in this day and age of these non-college playoff bowls. So this is an exciting matchup. I'm really pumped to watch this one. Two really good football teams. I, I really wanted to take O Miss... Because I think the, what they're doing right now in the transfer portal, like guys, I mean, they're going all in. Like, like What Ole Miss is doing right now is they're looking at their roster. They're saying, okay, like, Jackson Dart's coming back. Trey Harris is coming back. We've got Quinshaw Juckins for one more year. Like Our window to win national title or even to get in the college Bowl playoff is now, and Ole Miss does not get many windows to even be considering talking about national championships. So they have gone all in. That has been their strategy. NIO money galore pouring to all these transfer guys. And I don't blame them. Like this, it makes sense. It's what I would do too. So there's a lot of positive vibes in that program right now. So that's why I want to take Ole Miss. When you look at it on the field... They have a lot of trouble stopping the run. There's a reason why they spent so much money this offseason so far getting all these guys on defense, getting bigger and stronger and longer on defense because they know, especially what we did to them in Athens, that they don't have those guys right now. But the problem is those guys aren't going to be on the field this year. They're not going to be on the field in Atlanta inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Ole Miss is going to have a lot of trouble stopping the run game of Penn State. Now, Drew Aller, does not scare me at all throwing the football. They have two stud running backs, and Olu Fashion who's going to be a top 10 draft pick probably, I thought for sure he was opting out, but he's not. He's actually playing in this game. So if you look at Penn State's ability to run the football and the issues that Ole Miss has had stopping the run on the field, I would lean towards Penn State. Penn State's really good on defense, even though Chop Robinson's not playing in this game. They're still really good on defense, and I mean, Ole Miss, like, yeah, they'll throw the ball, but they really want to run the football too, and that's really what Penn State has done a great job of stopping all year. So, I think on the field, the X's and O's, the matchups favor Penn State. The vibes, I think, favor Ole Miss. So, I don't know. I'm gonna call this one just a draw, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick it. I'm going to have a lot of fun watching it. I want Ole Miss to win, but I'm, I'm I'm just not confident enough in either side to put this on my card.
1: All right. On December 30th, we also have the Music City Bowl out in Nashville. Hope it's not too cold for that one.
0: Yeah, it might be. I mean, Nashville. Your, your favorite city, Charlie.
1: Auburn and Maryland will be playing in this one. Auburn is favored by two and a half with the point total set at 50 and a half. Hugh Freeze came in. This year, got Auburn to six and six, which means they get to play in a bowl game in what I think is the most overrated city in America.
0: Yep, I know you do, Charlie.
1: Congratulations against a Maryland team who will be without its starting quarterback. With uh, you can do this, you can do this.
0: Talia, Talia,
1: Tonga Vailoa, close enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. to, uh, to his brother, if you can yes. say that.
1: Ana- and he announced earlier this week that he will be opting out of the game. Of course, at least we know that. I am going to put this on my card. I am taking Auburn in this one, minus two and a half. Vibes play? Yes. Yeah,
0: I like that one. I don't have it on my card. I don't. I mean, I guess I would lean Auburn in this game. I do think they're going to be more motivated. I mean, uh, Talia's not playing in this game. No talking about Low, no quarterback for Maryland. But, I mean... Auburn's essentially been playing without a quarterback all year long, so I don't know how much of an advantage that is. But I do think Auburn is going to be more motivated for this football game. I think Auburn's better defensively. I don't think they have as many playmakers offensively as Maryland does. But again, without Talia talking about lower back there manning the show, I don't know if they'll be able to get the ball to those playmakers the way they typically would. So I would ever so slightly lean Auburn in this game. They'll certainly have a, a, high, a much greater fan contingent in town. But yeah, I mean, I'm not confident in this one to put it on my card. No way.
1: All right. Well, next up we have the Orange Bowl. It's
0: Let's be a go, Charlie. Great matchup. Another one of your favorite cities. But We're just hitting all the all the hits this year, Charlie. All these cities you love so much: George- Atlanta, Nashville, Miami.
1: Yeah. So this is the Orange Bowl, also known as the We Got Screwed Bowl.
0: Yep, that's, uh, that is a fair assessment, Charlie. Yep,
1: hosted in Miami with Georgia and FSU facing off. We knew FSU would be without quarterback Jordan Travis, but the Seminoles will also be without a host of other impact players who have elected to opt out, including wide receiver Johnny Wilson, starting running back Trey Benson, and star pass rusher Jared Verse. And
0: as of yesterday, you can add top receiver Keon Coleman to that list.
1: All right, but Georgia won't be at full strength either. Yes, Carson Beck will be playing this game, which is huge. But the Dogs will likely be without Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey, Kamari Lassiter, and Amarius Mims. We don't know that for sure as of right now. This is a week before the game, but stands to reason those players will not play. Georgia is favored by 14 in this one, and the point total sits at 44 and a half. I'm not picking this one. So take it away.
0: Well, Charlie, your boy is picking this one. Put this on my freaking card. Georgia minus 14. Georgia by infinity. We're going to kill them, Charlie. Florida State has zero interest in being there in this football game. All of their best players are out, either injury or opting out. Sure, we're going to be without some of our best players, too. I mean, they haven't made those announcements officially yet, I'd probably say. I mean, at this point, it might be after Christmas where they make those announcements. But I have no expectation of Brock Bowers going to play in this game. I mean, knowing Brock, there's... I mean, there's always a chance that he could because he loves his team. We saw this guy go out there and put his body on the line for us after that ankle injury. So it wouldn't shock me, but I also don't expect him to play. Lab McConkie, I do not expect to play. Marius Mims, I also don't expect him to play. So we're going to be down some, some impact players as well. But our roster, 1 through 85, is just so much better than Florida State's. Florida State this year had a really good top 22 and a couple good guys off the bench but they are not built out as a program, as a roster to the point that we are right now. And really, the biggest difference of all is the quarterback situation. With, With Carson Beck playing, as soon as Carson announced he was playing this game, I went, guys, I sprinted to my phone to put in bets on this game. And y'all know, I do not bet on Georgia. I've done it one time in my entire life. That was the national championship game in Indy against Alabama. One big on that one, but that's it. I don't do it because it's, it's a superstition thing. And I know like what I do doesn't really matter, but you know what? In my head, it does matter. So I just, I don't do it. It just makes me feel good that I don't do that. But I make an exception in this game, guys, because it's just easy money. Even if all of those guys were healthy for Florida State, it wouldn't have mattered. I would still pick us minus 14 because we were that much better than them. I mean, guys, if you look at... You know the yardage margin, which I I know not everyone cares about. I do. I pull up especially this late of the season where you've had an entire regular season of play. Florida State was good this year. They were plus about fourteen fifty in their yardage margin. But guys, we were flat out dominant in our yardage margin. We were plus like twenty five we were about a thousand yards better in our yardage margin than Florida State. So even if Wilson and Coleman and Verse and Benson and even Jordan Travis if those guys were playing I still would take us minus 14 I wouldn't care but without those guys Carson playing in this game all day long guys I think that we are going to absolutely destroy Florida State like that is that is what my expectation is in fact, Charlie I'm going to add one more bet to this game give me Georgia team total over 29 and a half Florida State's defense has been really good this year, but we're also on ACC competition. But they're going to be without Jared Verse, who's the most impactful defender, and they're also going to be without linebacker DJ Lundy, who's entered the transfer portal. And again, I just don't think they care at all. I mean, how could they? How could you expect them to care? And you, you're right, Charlie, to say that this is the we got screwed ball. So Maybe you can say, well, George doesn't care either. I think we care more. I absolutely do. With Carson Beck coming back, and I, guys, there are some other players that haven't announced yet that are coming back. They're going to play in this game. Like, oh, I don't know, Tate Rattledge and Javon Bullard still kind of up in the air, but there's a, a very solid chance that he could be coming back next year. Nas Stackhouse, Warren Brinson, those guys haven't made their announcements official, but let's just say I have a strong feeling that they will be returning next year. And this is where I think the recruiting momentum is The number one class and other players that doesn't, you know, they don't as much focus on that, but the vibes around the program are just different right now. With Carson coming back, number one class, you've got KJ Bolden coming in. Those are positive vibes that Florida State just does not have right now. And let's also just be real, our coaching staff is superior. Mike Norvell's done a nice job at Florida State this year, did a fantastic job for them. He's not Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart is a master motivator. He has been in these situations where you have to go play a New Year's Six Bowl after this appointment of not making the playoff, of being left out. In this case, certainly fraudulently, but being left out of the college football playoff. You guys remember the Sugar Bowl against Texas, right? He's been there. He's done that. He's learned from that. He's made those mistakes. Mike Norvell has not been in those situations. He has not had a chance to learn from those things. I fully expect us to come out here motivated to win this football game, and I expect us to put it on Florida State. So, yes, again, Georgia minus 14, Georgia team total over 29 and a half. Go dogs!
1: All right. Pretty confident there,
0: huh? Yeah, Charlie. And it's kind of weird for me. Um, I mean, like when we play like Kentucky or something like that, I'm usually pretty confident. But a game like this, a team like Florida State, maybe not as confident as that, but yeah, this one for sure.
1: All right. The last bowl on December 30th is the Arizona Bowl. I've always enjoyed watching this game since Barstool took it over a few years ago. They just make it fun. It's a unique way that they host yeah, it. Yeah, the broadcast
0: is cool. Yeah. It's
1: different. It has Wyoming and Toledo playing in the Arizona Bowl this year. Didn't Wyoming
0: These are actually two good G five teams.
1: Didn't Wyoming play in the Barstool Bowl
0: a I don't few know. years ago? I have no clue, Charlie. Who's their coach? They didn't. I don't think they played in the Barstool Bowl. Completely.
1: Or they were supposed to, and no, then Central it was Mich- that was Central Michigan. Okay.
0: Yeah, they, and they went and played in El Paso in the Sun Bowl. And, okay. so, the, and so the Arizona Bowl got canceled because there was no team to play in that. Right.
1: So Wyoming is favored by four against Toledo, and the point total is 44.5. Do you have a play on this game?
0: I don't have a play on the game. I, I would lean Wyoming. I want to bet on Wyoming. I mean, I will bet on Wyoming. I'm just not confident enough to put it on the card and tell you guys to go bet on it. Toledo is not going to have their starting quarterback to Quan Finn, who's been a really good player for them. They lost the back title game, obviously. You guys might have watched some of that before the SEC championship game. They lost that to Miami of Ohio and didn't look pretty in that game. But Daquan Finn is transferring out; he's not playing in this game. Wyoming has a has a kind of a two quarterback system. They like to run, and one's more of a passer, one's a little bit more of a runner. They both are athletic and mobile enough. And Wyoming is a good soft football team. They were a lot of fun to watch this year. There was a moment in time early in the year where I thought, hey, maybe, could they maybe contend to win the Mountain West? But no, they weren't. Aren't quite to that level, they're still a good football team, so I would take Wyoming minus four in this game. But again, not confident enough to tell anyone else to go bet on that.
1: New Year's Day, the ReliaQuest Bowl with LSU and Wisconsin. Of course, Jaden Daniels will not be playing for LSU. This used to be the Outback Bowl, yes. So, this is in Tampa. This is in Tampa, got it, yes. Great, the you artist formerly hint. known
0: as the Outback, yeah, yep. okay.
1: Um, Honestly, it's a travesty that this is still not the Outback Bowl.
0: That's insane. Like the Outback Bowl, like I know that they have to pay for these things. They should just got like permanent sponsorhood status.
1: I think Tampa should have a playoff game.
0: A hundred percent. They had they had the national championship. Uh, I think it was Clemson. Was that Clemson, Alabama, once upon a time? And I'm like I know it's not indoors, and so that you know they like to have dome stadiums and I get that, but Tampa is a great city. I mean, it's an NFL stadium. I wish they had a dome because I'm with you, Charlie. I think that would be a great place to have a national championship game.
1: Yes. Well, LSU is favored by seven and a half in mm-hmm. this one. Point total is at fifty-five and a half. I'm going to take LSU in this matchup. I know Jaden. Da- excuse me, Jaden Daniels is not playing, but their backup quarterback. Uh, blanking Garrett
0: Nussmeyer. He
1: has some experience playing, so he lit us
0: up in the. SEC title game a couple years ago yes. or last year
1: yeah so he has some experience I'll take LSU
0: yeah he's probably gonna be their starter next year so yeah I mean obviously losing Jane Daniels and not having him play in this game it's not ideal but Garrett Nussmeyer is about as good of a backup quarterback as you're gonna find in the entire country so I don't I mean it's a loss but they're not gonna be like devastated by that I would love to take this Charlie I would love to take LSU in this game the hook the hook Charlie. oh man Charlie this one just jumped too this one just jumped LSU minus ten. I'm, I'll let you. I'll. I'll. No. I'll give you LSU when you look at this. LSU minus seven and a half. I will allow it, but right now it has jumped to ten. So I don't know what happened on the Wisconsin front of things, but LSU is a bigger favorite than they were. But yeah, LSU even seven and a half. I don't know. Maybe I would take seven and a half. Now nah, I'm. I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna stay away from this one. I just don't know in this situation what the vibes are with the LSU team right now coming to this game. Brian Kelly's done a really good job with them. I just don't know if I trust him to have this team motivated in a situation like this, with Jaden Daniel's not playing. So I'm going to stay away from it, but I would certainly lean towards LSU. Even if it is minus 10, I would still lean LSU because Wisconsin just can't score. They're not good on defense. Their best receiver's transferred out. He's going to Florida now, Jamira DK. So yeah, I would take LSU, but um, I'm not as confident as you are.
1: All right, the Citrus Bowl held in... Orlando?
0: There we go! Yay! Nailed it. I
1: think I went to this. What was? One time.
0: Well, yes, you did probably because we played their Michigan State. I guess was that like yes, 2010 that maybe? One. That game. What was the bowl game called then?
1: Capital One Bowl.
0: Let's go, Charlie!
1: Killing Ohio, it today. I have my Orlando.
0: You know you are every game is Orlando. I think to you, so I guess the ones that are actually in Orlando. You know.
1: Yes, well, Tennessee and Iowa are set to play in a game that features the lowest point total of any of the bowl games at 35 and a half because. Of course, it's Iowa. So obvious. I'm surprised the
0: point total is over like 10 at this point.
1: As of right now, as far as we know, Joe Milton and both of Tennessee's running backs plan to play. Iowa will be without All American Cooper Dejean. Yeah. But it isn't really dealing with any serious opt outs of its own, but it's Iowa.
0: And what does Iowa not do, Charlie?
1: Score. They don't score. <laughs> Tennessee is favored by eight. And again, the point total is 35.5. I do not have this on my card. What's your take?
0: I do have this on my card, Charlie. Give me Tennessee minus eight. I would just, you're right. They cannot score. Yeah, they're good defensively. They are. But part of the reason why their numbers are so good defensively is that they play in the Big Ten West, which will no longer exist, and that's going to hurt them a lot. But the Big Ten West is full of teams that just simply cannot score because they can't recruit the level to get the kind of athletes they need in there to actually score points in a football game. So that certainly helps. I'm not saying they're not good defensively. They are. But they don't have the caliber of athletes that Tennessee sees on a regular basis in the SEC. And look, Tennessee is not great on offense. They're not what they were last year, even the last two years. But they're still one of the better offenses that Iowa has seen all year long. So I think Tennessee is going to be able to score enough. I don't expect them to put up a ton of points. but Joe Milton is, after all, still their quarterback. But I like Tennessee to score. I mean, if Tennessee scores, I think, 10 points in this game, I think they cover the spread. Because I'm not sure Iowa's going to score. Because... Tennessee's actually good defensively, They're especially against the run. So I do like the Vols minus eight in this and I'm going to go pretty big. I'm not going to go like all in on this so I'm going to go pretty big on this one. I just don't have any faith in Iowa whatsoever.
1: Okay, only three bowl games left to talk about. We have the Fiesta Bowl, Oregon, and Liberty. I still can't believe Liberty found its way into New Year's Six game with the strength of schedule at 133. As
0: bad as the committee was and who they left out of the playoff, this might be the most egregious thing they did
1: yeah i never want to hear about strength and schedule it's again
0: insane i mean literally like basically liberty just they scheduled a bunch of like cream puffs and said oh, okay cool we're just gonna win all these games we're gonna murder everybody and they're gonna get in the playoffs or the not the playoff the new Year's six while smu is actually playing legit teams and almost being legit teams like power five teams and they get left out which is just um ridiculous to me it's just it's so fraudulent. Just an absolute joke.
1: Yes, and this is almost certainly going to be a bloodbath as the 17 point spread would indicate, favoring Oregon, obviously. Heisman finalist Bo Nix is gonna play in this game as of right now. I think that he will seems kind of like. He's, no, he said he's playing. He's playing. Yeah, he's playing. playing. Yeah. I have this on my card. I'm taking Oregon minus 17. The point total is 67 and a half. I stay away from those because I've had horrible luck. Do you have a playoff I mean, Oregon
0: might score 67 themselves if Bo Nix is playing. Very well could.
1: Oh, and this game is out in Arizona.
0: This is out in Arizona. Yeah, what city? Phoenix. There we go. man. it's got to be, right? What else? It's not going to be in Tempe. Um, All right, so yes, Charlie, I'm actually with you. Uh, You are a smart individual. I'm going to also go Oregon minus 17. Now, coming into bowl season, I thought, you know, I figured Bo Nix, all these guys who are going to opt out for Oregon. They do have some players that are opting out, but with Bo Nix – deciding to play in this football game. I mean, that gives them an absolute boost in this game. I do not think that can be understated when your Heisman trophy finalist quarterback decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to the NFL next year, but I'm gonna come back and play with my dudes for one more game. That gives me a lot of confidence in Oregon. Because they are, are they 17 points better than Liberty? Yeah, they're a lot more than 17 points better than Liberty. Because Liberty, I mean, yeah, they're a good G5 team. They I we don't we really do not know how good they are because they played absolutely Nobody, but I always had that thought in my back of my mind. Like, well, if all these guys opt out, does Oregon really care? They're, they got left out of the playoff. Was they? Well, they wanted to get in the playoff. They lost. That was you know they lost two games, so they're not in the playoff. And instead of playing in the playoffs, now you're playing in New Year's Six game against Liberty, who doesn't deserve to be in the New Year's Six. So I thought there was a really good chance that Oregon just would not care about this game. But with Bo Nix coming back, I think. That changes things for me. So, yeah, I think Oregon is going to be motivated. I think Dan Lang is a hell of a coach. I think he's going to do a good job getting these guys ready. So give me Oregon minus 17. I think they win this game by three-plus touchdowns.
1: All right. The can we just
0: stop there, actually? Do we have to do these last two games?
1: Are you already? Don't yell at me. You're I'm not mad I'm not, at me. No, I'm
0: not mad at you. i just like, can we just – do we have
1: to? We don't have to. It's your call.
0: We do it for the people, Charlie. Do it for the We do people. it for the people.
1: So, first playoff game, Rose Bowl, Michigan versus Alabama. This is a pick em. I hope no one wins, not sure I've ever had a game where I truly want both teams to lose as badly as I do here. If I had to pick one, I would pick Bama, because I hate Michigan. Do you have
0: No. No, you want you rather Bama win?
1: The point total is 45. No, yes. No, I would.
0: No. 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 No.
1: Michigan Jim Harbaugh just had more. I know.
0: Charlie, this is Hitler versus Stalin, okay? That's what this is.
1: Okay. I don't I don't think we need to go that far. No, but, it is. That's that, okay. that is the
0: equivalent of what we're seeing here.
1: But I don't think that he should be rewarded and I would like for him to never win a playoff game. Because he never has.
0: Just for the record, I'm not calling the coaches Hitler and doll. I'm just saying, like, I don't want. If, if Hitler and Stalin were like in a in Someone a boxing match, I would back. not want either team to win.
1: Someone is going to go back and cut this up and probably make it sound really bad. Please don't do that. Please Remember? don't do
0: that, guys. We love you. We're. I didn't want to talk about this in the first place, Charlie. Okay, I'm doing it for the people.
1: It's not doing it for Bowl. the people. All right, what's your take on the Rose Bowl? Uh,
0: my take is disgusting. That is my take. I I'm still not watching it as of right now. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean. Charlie, I've been doing so much better lately, and you got to go and do this to me. I've been doing so much better. Uh, I don't know, Charlie. I don't care. I don't care. I'm just. I'm. Ah, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just making noise at this point because I just can't even think about this. I. I. You really want Michigan? You'd rather Alabama win the Michigan? Yeah. I don't know, Charlie. I don't know. I don't know. Jermaine Burton, the way he talked trash to our fans after that game. No, no way, no I, no way, there's no way, Uh, uh-uh. I, I don't want either, I'm probably not, I'm, I'm dead serious, I'm probably not going to watch this game, because I, I don't want, saying I don't want either team to win doesn't really do justice to exactly how I feel, I just, I want to pretend this game never exists, right, I, I want to pretend like it never gets played, because I just, I don't even want to know, I don't even want to know who wins the game, if I had to lean one way, I think Alabama's playing good football right now, Charlie, now, I don't know, Charlie, I ha, honestly, I've done like zero thinking about this game, because I, have not been emotionally able to think about this game. But now that I have to for the people, I think Alabama's going to win. I think they're going to win. Michigan, we know what they want to do. They want to do the same thing that they've wanted to do the past couple years they've been in the playoffs. They want to run the football down your throat, right? Power power running game and work play action off that. Now, I will give J.J. McCarthy some credit. He was very bad as a dropback passer last year. One of the worst in the country, actually. He was great out play action, but terrible as a drop-back passer. This year, he has improved those numbers tremendously. He is actually a good drop-back passer, or a better drop-back passer. Not great, but good drop-back passer, which was not the case last year. But they still lean on the run game. But the problem for Michigan is their run game has not been close to as dynamic as it has been the past couple of years. It just, it has not been. And Alabama is almost certainly going to be the best team they have faced all year. I guess you can maybe argue Ohio State, but Alabama is right there. And Jalen Milrow is still not fully developed there as a quarterback. He's going to be very good next year, likely. But he's gotten so much better as, as the season has gone on. They had to do to him what we did, largely, make him a passer. And in the second half, we had a lot of success doing that. Now, we just couldn't make enough plays when we had to. And we had to get a stop at the end of the game, they were able to run the football at us and able to ice the game because we didn't have the dudes up front that we've had in years past. But I, Michigan does have more—they have— stronger defensive lineman this year than we do. That's just a reality. Hasn't been the case the past couple years. This year, that is the case. But I just don't know if Michigan has really been tested to this point. I mean, I know they played Ohio State. who's a really good football team. I got that game at home. Outside of that, I mean, guys, the Big Ten sucks. It, it, It was a bad conference this year. Really, it was a bad conference. Alabama has been put through the fire in a way that Michigan has not to this point. I also think Alabama, with Nick Saban, has a better coaching staff. I think they have more weapons offensively. So I think this is going to probably be a tight game. Both teams kind of want to do the same thing to each other. They want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and try to work some stuff off play action. I just think at the end of the day, Alabama's been there, done that. They have a better coaching staff. I think that they have more playmakers offensively. And unfortunately, I think they're going to win the football game. I do not want that to happen. I do not want them to win the national championship. But I think they're going to win this football game. But like I said... I really just don't even want to know who wins this game. I'm going to pretend this game just is not going to be played.
1: Okay. One last note. Rose Bowl out in Pasadena, California. Check. Got that. Also, another
0: one of your favorite cities in America, Charlie. Yeah. We're just sitting. uh, Seriously, all the hits today.
1: Definitely don't want to go there again. The Sugar Bowl. Wait, wait, wait. You're not going to go to UCLA in a couple of years? No, thanks. What? No, (laughs) No, you're going. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, The Sugar Bowl. Next up. Texas and Washington will ring in the new year with the second semifinal game. We have Texas minus four. I'm going to take Texas in this one. I think Washington played, they've played good football, I guess, but they kind of started off higher and then started to go downhill a little bit. So taking Texas.
0: I'm with you, Charlie. In fact, I'm going to go a step further. I think Texas wins the national title this year. They are a very good football team. They're a complete football team. They, they, are elite against the Ron, the best defensive line of any of these teams in the casual playoff right now. The one big question I have about them is quarterback. I don't think I think Quinn Ewers arguably is like the worst of the four quarterbacks in the casual playoff. I don't think he's great. He's solid. He's fine. He's not bad. He's just not great. But he has so many weapons around him, and Steve Sarkeesian's an offensive mastermind. He does a great job of of scheming around some of the deficiencies that Quinn Ewers has. But Texas is just so much better than Washington. It's not even funny, guys. I mean, it's it's just not. Washington is 94th nationally in total defense. You're telling me the committee thinks a team that is 94th nationally in total defense is one of the fourth best teams in America. This is this is why I can't watch this stuff, guys. It's it's a fraud. I can't... I just... It's insane. I can't do this. Washington, one of the four best teams. I know they're undefeated. Cool. So if you want to say most deserving, that's fine. But then why is Alabama in? I know. I know. I know. We've talked about this many times, but I just... I can't do this, Charlie. Oh, I don't know. All right, Washington, 94th national total defense, Texas top 10 total offense nationally. I just don't, uh, unless Texas gives the game to Washington, I do not see a path to victory for Washington in this game. I just don't. I think Texas is going to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and I think that they are going to run away with this football game. You know, all those other semifinal games we've had in years past, Charlie, where it's always a blowout, right? I think this is going to be one of those. I don't think that the Alabama mission game is going to be one of those, but I think this Texas-Washington game is going to be a classic semifinal college football playoff blowout, I think Texas is going to run all over them, and they're going to go to the National Championship game, in Houston, and they are going to win the National Championship, would be my prediction right now, I could be wrong, who knows, again, I'm probably not going to watch any of these games, because I just don't care anymore, it's, I just don't know, Charlie, I can, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I know I've completely butchered these last two games, because I just, I thought it was okay, Charlie, I'm not okay,
1: All right, I'm sorry. Are you ready to move on to parlay? Charlie, it's
0: okay to not be okay. It is. And I'm not okay.
1: It is. I was just trying to move it along. Yeah, 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 let's move on. Please, please, move along. Okay, parlays. I have a four-leg parlay for plus 167, which includes Clemson over Kentucky, Notre Dame over Oregon State, Oregon over Liberty, and Georgia over FSU.
0: All right, I got a winner for y'all. This is a big one. This is happening, guys. I'm serious. Like, put money on this one. Well, I mean, responsibly, of course. And don't get mad if he doesn't hit, but I think it's going to hit. Give me LSU, Tennessee, Clemson, Texas, all in the money line, plus 305, guys. That's a big payday if that hits. And I think it's going to. I mean, who's losing that? I mean, is Tennessee going to lose to Iowa? I don't think so. LSU going to lose to Wisconsin? I don't think so. Clemson's winning. winning. Texas is winning. We're going to hit that, guys. We're going to get a big payday here post-Christmas.
1: All right, my upset special is NC State over Kansas State.
0: All right, I have kind of a conundrum here, Charlie. My upset special was going to be Memphis over Iowa State. But with that line mysteriously moving from 8.5 to 10 and me not understanding why or having time while we're going this podcast to figure out exactly what's going on there, I kind of feel like I should move away from that. But I don't know what, what is my upset special going to be i'm just gonna go with it charlie let's just go yeah give me memphis outright over iowa state i don't know yeah i I gotta figure out what's going on with that one right now so we'll figure that out i guess after we record but as of right now i'm gonna stick with my initial my initial thoughts there and i'm gonna go memphis to win outright essentially at home
1: all right are you ready to go over our picks last time 2023
0: god charlie nine months of just
1: all right moving mm. on I am taking Memphis, plus 10 against Iowa State. Missouri, minus 2.5 against Ohio State. Auburn, minus 2.5 matched up with Maryland. LSU, minus 7.5 against Wisconsin. Oregon, minus 17 over Liberty. And Texas, minus 4 against Washington. Four-leg parlay includes Clemson, Notre Dame, Oregon, and Georgia for plus 167. And the upset special is NC State over Kansas State.
0: All right, I have Rutgers plus one versus Miami. I like that one a lot with Miami's Corbett situation. NC State, Kansas State under 47. I love Arizona minus three against Oklahoma. I also love Clemson minus five versus Kentucky. I also love Kentucky under 22 points. I like a lot of these actually, way more than like the first round of ball picks. Uh, I like Notre Dame versus Oregon State under 41 and a half. Give me Ohio State with all those big time players deciding to actually play in this game. Give me Ohio State plus one against Missouri. Although I still want Missouri to win that game Give me the dogs baby Minus 14 versus Florida State We're going big Give me Georgia team total over 29 and a half We're heading in this offseason with some serious momentum y'all Give me Tennessee minus 8 against Iowa Oregon minus 17 to blow out Liberty And Texas is going to destroy Washington So give me the horns minus 4 My parlay, this is a winner y'all LSU, Tennessee, Clemson, Texas Plus 305 Upset special Memphis over iowa state all right charlie this is it this is it so i guess we're gonna come back will you do one more episode before the, the long off season
1: yeah i was just saying for 2023
0: okay well we, sh- we got to make sure like we come back and we do our official like totals and right yeah, yeah, yeah. I we also make sure. need
1: to talk about the national championship huh no we're not gonna talk about why
0: that? on earth will we talk about the national championship, all right charlie?
1: moving on hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and happy new have year have you lost your mind Uh, you think uh, i can handle that no okay guess not moving on did you
0: see me like bumble my way through those last two games charlie there's no way there's no way
1: go dogs and happy new year
0: all right thank you guys we appreciate you yes by the time you're listening this christmas will be over so so let's close this season out with a dub and head into the off season with some serious momentum and as charlie said happy new year to each and every one of you we love you guys appreciate you and as always go dogs